Here's what's coming up on this week's show. Oh, plus it's going to be really titchy when you're posting something, isn't it? I mean, it, it, <laughs> that's, that's a really good word. I think I've just dropped the word of the episode already. <laughs> the beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, if you're listening to us for the first time, we're all about helping small businesses to grow with loads of tips every week from a whole bunch of experts from around the world who can help a small business to get bigger. And we've got a really good topic on the way this week. So whether you are listening to us for the first time or whether you're not, make sure you do two things for us. That'll be fab. One, hit follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on because that helps the biggest up in podcast land. And also leave us a review too, because that also helps the biggest up in podcast land. So what are we doing this week, Claire? So we are talking about Facebook and we are talking about how we can make sure that we're utilising the Facebook platform to its full advantage, because there are so many different methods and uh, tools that you can use within this platform that, um, I mean, I for one, I'm not familiar with many of them. So I think it'd be a great opportunity to talk about that a little bit more and to see how we fit as business owners into that mould and make sure that we get the right traction that we are looking for on Facebook. Now, I kind of liken Facebook as an episode a bit like doing my kitchen at home. Bear with me on this one. There's a weird analogy, but I like my weird analogies, as you know. So we've redecorated and redone every room in our house now since we've been living here, apart from the kitchen, because I know that's going to be the biggest one and it's going to massive upheaval. And I know you've had your kitchen done since Mm. you've lived where you live. It's a big job. And it's huge, isn't it? It's a huge job and you almost shy away from it because it's so big. And I think Facebook as a topic is like the podcast equivalent for us of having your kitchen done because it's such a huge topic. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. I wasn't with you at the beginning, if I'm honest. I was wondering where that was going to go, but now you've explained it all, I get it. Talk to us about our guest this week. So I guess this week is Jennifer Randall from Seattle. And Jennifer supports business owners to ensure that their presence on Facebook is actually reaching their maximum potential to ensure that they're communicating with their clients, they're performing in the right way to make sure that they're moving their businesses forward on this incredible platform that we have at our fingertips. This is the Big Little Business Show. How important is it to actually have your business on Facebook in the first place? What, what would be your take on this? Well, it's right now, I feel like you can't really have a, a a local business without having a Facebook page. Just there's, there are so many reasons and I'm sure we'll totally dive into them all. But um, having a Facebook page, like a business page for your local business is, is just as important as having a website. Oh, it's really as big as that, you think? Yeah. You know, it's funny because in the last couple of years, um, it's been become so important for people to show social proof, really. Like you can go to somebody's website, but people now realize like these are professionally done websites. If I really want to know what the business is and what they're they're like and what they really, really do, um, people are going to social media. Now, obviously, there are lots of different social media platforms and people tend to lean towards one over the other, usually their own favorite one. They tend to sort of use more, but there are definitely uh, different audiences on different platforms, aren't there? Oh, yeah, 100%. So it really depends, like, where who your target to who your target audience is right if you are trying to reach that that parent um demographic you're for sure going to want to stay on facebook 
Um, Instagram is a whole nother thing where you're going to try and target the younger generation. I always kind of see with social media platforms that when they're new, they uh, appeal to a younger audience. And then as they get more established, then all us older people catch on. Um, But Facebook's obviously been around for a long, long while. So I'm guessing it it sort of caters to a broader audience or a slightly older audience. How does it work? Yeah, you're 100% right. Like it's, it's definitely going to be that older audience. I would say you're looking like late twenties through, you know, anyone who's in their sixties who are checking in on their grandkids, right. Um, through Facebook or wherever they are. Uh, and then that Instagram audience is, is actually, it's starting to get a little bit broader. So you're, you're starting to see the early twenties still on Instagram a lot more than they're on Facebook. Mm. It is getting a little bit broader, but it's definitely going to be the, the, I would say, I usually, I say the older teens, you know, 17, 18, 19, and then anywhere to, up to 23, 25 on Instagram. Now, I know Claire's going to ask a question and we're going to dip uh, dip in sort of in a big way to looking at business pages in this episode mm-hmm. uh, and how to set them up and stuff. But aside from that, before uh, Claire dives into that, uh, what are the other advantages for a business when it comes to being on Facebook? Oh gosh, there's, <clears throat> there's tons of them, honestly. Like being on Facebook isn't, just something that you need to have for your local business. It really is where you're going to start creating word of mouth marketing in the online space. So word of mouth marketing is always going to be hands down the best marketing for local businesses, but there's a a way we can, we can move that into the online space. Um, I mean, seriously, if you just think about it, I mean, how many times have you throw, you know, thrown going through your feed on Facebook and somebody's shown a a, a photo of their meal from a new restaurant that they just went to, right? That's word of mouth marketing. It's just on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So when you start using Facebook, you set yourself your profile up um, and, you know, that's the very sort of beginning. Is that you, Claire, buzzing? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I wonder if it's me. I'm picking up a... uh, Oh, yeah, it's me reminding me that I should be talking to Jennifer now. Oh, oh, seriously? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks. I'm here. (laughs) I I was like, wait, I swear to God, it's not me. I promise. (laughs) Anyway, as I was saying, so when you first go onto Facebook, you set up your profile and, you know, that's the beginning of um, your Facebook journey, if you like. But when you have a business, what um, advantages are there to having a business page? Um, Why would you maybe look at having a business page other and over above your existing standard profile? Well, business, having a business page allows you to a gather insights, right? It allows you to check and see, you know, what posts are really resonating with your audience. Um, so there's a ton of that kind of like stats and insights there. Um, but it also allows you to market into other Facebook groups as your business. Getting into uh, Facebook um, groups right now is really, really huge. And they're pushing groups everywhere, right? But you can jump into groups and provide valuable content um, that will drive people back to your business that may not have known you before. By doing a business page, it just opens up an entire new world for you. Plus, a lot of people, I think, just sometimes you don't want everyone you want to post, keep things personal on your personal page and you want to keep things business on your business page. Let's think about people who perhaps have already set up a business page and maybe need to go through and tweak a few things or some people who maybe haven't even done one before. Mm-hmm. What things are important uh, and perhaps 
differ between a business page and a, a profile page that people need to sort of check and get right to make sure their business page is performing well? Yeah. So there's, I, I usually will tell people there's uh, like four main things that you want to do. One is make sure that your cover photo for your business page, that big photo on the very top of your page has a very clear call to action. And then you should really use that button right below it to reference what that call to action is. So if the call to action is call now, the button below there should, should be uh, you know, call, or um, if the if the message is uh, call to action is message us, then you change that button to, you know, send a messenger, because we really want people to know exactly what the next step is, right? We don't want them to have to surf, because when people start surfing, they start, they forget mm -hmm. what they were doing in the first place. And I've done it. I mean, we do it all the time. We jump on and I'm like, crikey, I do that every yeah. day. <laughs> That's not, not just on Facebook. <laughs> I go into other rooms and do yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's true. It's so true. So that's the one thing I would say. Um, and just a quick tip for that is if you switch that cover photo up every month, um, you'll get in front of more people organically because Facebook will send out a notification to everyone who follows your page that just says oh. XYZ business has updated their cover photo. Yeah, that's mm, good. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's something I've done, perhaps not as often as perhaps I should. But yes, that's a really good tip. But mm -hmm. what about your little profile image, the little round one? I mean, I can see I've seen a lot of people post things that are really mm -hmm. difficult to read or in a very small font if they're using a logo or maybe just sort of a, a maybe in a, an inappropriate picture or something. What's what are the best ways forward when you're adding a profile picture to your business page? Yeah, good question. So the best thing to do is to stay away from your logo unless it's a very clear, clear logo. You really do not want something that has a lot of text in there because you're right. It do, you can't you can't read it, and it's really it's very redundant because the logo when you every time you post something. Um, the name of your business is right next to the logo. So if you look at it in the, your newsfeed, you're always going to see that little profile pic. Oh, plus it's going to be really titchy when you're posting something, isn't it? I mean, it, it, <laughs> titchy. That's, that's a really good word. I think I've just dropped the word of the episode already. Titchy. That's a good one. So but it is really titchy, isn't it? When you're posting something, then yet there's, there's no hope of anyone ever seeing that if it's like a fiddly logo. <laughs> titchy one. No, there's no hope. There's no hope. I usually will tell people, make it super, super uh, simple and try to use one of your bold colors because... Typically, people will have your branding colors, but keep it the same. And, and that's one of those photos that you do not switch up very often because you want people to brand recognize mm. you right when they're scrolling. It's it's super important. So, um, yeah. And if it, it is, I, I scroll I, most of the time when I see those, I just it drives mm. me I'm like, ugh. can't read it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess a lot of this comes down to what we've spoken about before, which is you know, ensuring ensuring the client has a positive journey with you from the offset. If you know, if they're feeling irritated and they can't find certain information, they're just gonna get bored and go on to the next one. So yeah, I agree. We need to make it as easy as possible. I guess if you've got a particular image as your profile picture on your Facebook business page and you've got an account on say LinkedIn or Instagram, then you'll want the same picture all the way through so people kind of make it easy for people to spot you, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Consistency is key. I love I, I, that is 100%. Yeah. So you can be recognizable. Um, now, this next question, actually, is something that has always confused me. Um, and I know it doesn't take much for 
I'll just say that before you do. I'm not saying I'm getting involved in that. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, a word. This, I, personally, I haven't really concentrated on the, um, the number of likes. I've concentrated more on the engagement on my pages. Um, but I'd like to know what the difference is between page followers and page likes. What's the distinguishable difference between those two? Um, nothing anymore. So they got rid of oh. page likes. So if you still have page likes on your page, they'll slowly be going away. That And that's fairly new. Everyone, it's going to page follows. Um, so eventually all of the pages will be, they'll be migrated. So you won't lose any people. So if they liked you, but didn't follow you, they'll just, they'll all migrate right. over to follow. Um but yeah, nothing. That was, um, that's a great question because you were not the only one who had it. <laughs> I'm so confused by that. <laughs> okay, but that's interesting. Yeah, it never really made an awful lot of sense to me either. <laughs> but I'm glad that they're ditching one. So it just makes so much yeah. more sense because I could never yeah. work out why you had both. Yeah. No, and you're right, Claire. It doesn't matter how many people you have following your page. The, the, mm. the goal is engagement. So you really want to keep people engaged Um Likes, comments, shares, uh, you know, carousel posts where people can scroll and see, uh, you know, more than one photo because um, that's what the algorithm is tracking. Yeah, and we'll come on to a little bit of that later on and ask you about mm-hmm. best ways to get engagement on Facebook. But one thing that really irritates me that people well not irritates me but it makes me it, it makes me sad, Jennifer. Yeah. And you see it all the time where people are. Uh, get their business page up and running on Facebook. They're all super excited. And then they decide to invite all of their Facebook friends to like their business page. Now, that's not good, is it? Why is it not good? Drives me mad. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just how I feel. <laughs> oh, not again. Yeah. We, we call those follow trains. Um, and there's a bunch of other names for them, but they are really, really horrible for local businesses. Um because you you really want to, to get in front of as many people in your specific radius, right, as you possibly can. And so when you are sending out maybe a boosted post or um, you're trying to connect with other businesses in your area, the algorithm doesn't know who to put your information in front of because your data is all over the place. Mm. Um And so I'm always telling people every three to six months, just jump into your followers and clean house, Mm. right? Like tell grandma. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. Tell (laughs) grandma you love her, but that you you don't need her following your page. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, grandma. Just stop following me. Right. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I'll send you important things, but stop, stop commenting and liking (laughs) all of my stuff because it's not helping. Um, (laughs) So. But yeah, just clean it out every three to six months. Go in there and go um, the, these, you know, and you can usually tell, you know, if somebody is in there who you know, shouldn't be in there. So I'm guessing that just doesn't go with um, geographical things with your followers as well. You're maybe looking to filter out the kind of people who perhaps might not be interested in whatever you've got to sell. Like, um, for instance, if you um, if you run a radio station that plays 24-7 ABBA songs, then you're not going to want 
thrash metal fans following your page, are you? Because they're not going to be listening to ABBA. I don't know why I've started this one now. You've got to finish now. You've started it. Analogy. I've got, I've got, to, follow, I've got to see it through. Uh, so, you know, you only, all you're really interested in is the people who like sort of Dancing Queen and stuff and Mamma Mia, but they're not really interested in yeah, the people who like Metallica and stuff. Yeah. So you need to filter those out because they're not really going to interact with your posts. Are yeah. They? No, they're not going to interact with your posts. And that's the, that's the thing is like with the local businesses, right? Like me, maybe you own a a local cafe. That's um, much better than my Abra analogy. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> maybe you own a local... There we go. I'm bringing it around. Maybe we you own a, you know, like a local cafe and you notice that there's, you know, one of your friends who's 50 miles away and like a couple of your other people, like those people aren't, unless they're visiting your cafe, um, it's it's really not helping your algorithm at all to help get in front of organic people because yeah, the, it's going to push your information to those people, but they're not they're not your customers really, mm. right? Yeah, that's true. Um, so how do you, if you've got people following your page, how does that work, and how do they actually see what you're posting? Um, does Facebook choose who sees what, or does it depend on how many people comment and like as to how many people it reaches? Yeah, so that's a great question. So what happens is we have hundreds of followers on our social media, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure maybe thousands, uh, but we don't see all of those people's posts every single day. We only see the ones that we interact with mm. the most. So what happens is if somebody has not interacted with your page in the last 10 to 14 days, the algorithm just stops putting it in front of you, assuming that it's not relevant content. So it's super important that you, you a switch up that cover photo. Um, and I can go into the bio and stuff too, like the info section, but that stuff all needs to be really current so that, um, and, and you can switch it up, but I can dive into keywords too for that. But if somebody hasn't interacted with your page, they're not going to see your your posts in their feed. So you really need to just like reach out. And this is where, you know, getting in touch with your community and tagging other businesses is really important so that you can get into other people's feeds. So we've kind of covered what happens when your followers and, and which of your followers get to see your posts, which is great. But ultimately, you want to grow your page and interact with more people. So you want to start enticing non-followers to start following you. So let's just say you put a post out on your business page. What do you need to do with it in order for people who don't already follow you to see it? Uh, so I call this, <clears throat> I call it community marketing um, on the online space. I love, love connecting with other businesses within um, my radius that share the same audience I do. Okay. Just reaching out to them and being like, hey, I was at your business the other day. Um, I'm going to create a post. Is it okay if I tag you? And then be like, hey, if you you know come to mind, be, tag me as well. Because that that post will show up on their page and now you're getting in front of all of their followers for free right but we're also building community because that's the whole point that's a good tactic are there any other ways that we can get our posts outside our page um i love posting in groups that again have the same audience that that you are targeting so you could easily create a an informational post or share a story um, 
that you find relevant, that's relevant to your business inside of groups. Now, every group has their own rules, but quite a few of them allow you to share what I call value posts, um, which more local businesses should be doing, to be be honest, because right now, most businesses, when you you look Mm. into local, it's really just them throwing the stuff up on their feed going, here's what we have, here's what we have, here's why you should come to us, here's all this, instead of doing like a value post, like, you know, maybe they have a, this coffee shop has a fantastic coffee that is, does X, Y, Z for your health. Um, mm. That's the stuff that people are interested in, that, you know what I mean, that will bring them I in. I used to do that actually, and I haven't done that for ages. Yeah, see, I do that a little bit as well. Mm. I was gonna ask you if you did this, Claire, and uh, yeah, I found, I, done. I get mixed results. I mean, obviously I think you need to pick and choose which groups you use, because some groups, especially when it comes to business groups, uh, mm. which is kind of a world Claire and I live in, you can post things out and um, you know just get zero engagement because these a lot of these groups can tend to be sort of full of, adverts and mm-hmm. can be a bit sort of spammy and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, so you, I guess you do need to do a bit of research Jennifer don't you and find sort of the best groups that work for you yeah 100% so let's say you're a daycare right jump into a couple mommy groups perfect and just start posting like you know nap tips yeah that's true so if you just I love t- a good nap mm-hmm. tip uh, yeah I like a little power <laughs> nap from time to time won't lie so if you just had a bang then I just bashed my head on the mic <laughs> My chair fell back. Sorry, guys. You're such a liability. Claire. Yeah, sorry. Um, so ultimately, you know, we go on to Facebook and we create a Facebook page to increase our audience, to then increase our exposure, to then increase our revenue. So are there any other um, tools that maybe we could use to create uh, even more engagement? Is there anything else that you could share with us that might work for us? Well, engagement is super important, but also we really want to make sure that when you're setting up your page, and this kind of goes back to setting up your page a little bit, but fill out everything in your about section. And if you already have a website, use the same language that you're using on your website in that about section, because that's where Google will pull um, stats from. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so that's really the only place that Google will pull info from, but the little, and they need to come up with a better name because um, they're called crawlers and I hate that name, but the crawlers, it sounds like a horror film. (laughs) I know it sounds, it's so horrible, but um, yeah. So they, well, every time somebody puts in a search in Google and it could just be, you know, coffee, the name of your town, uh, the crawlers literally crawls the entire internet oh no i don't like it's like a stephen king book jennifer <laughs> they're crawling out the ground i know right <laughs> um so it does that and then it will pull up everything that matches what that google search was so it'll pull up your website can we come up with a different name can we call them like the google fairies or something <laughs> no i told you it's a horrible horrible name <laughs> um and it will match up everything that you your google search was so if that's in your facebook business profile your about section that will show up on on google search as well and so that just helps that again it'll help people find you and help me honestly it'll help people just increase the engagement plus again people are always looking for social proof when they are going to um a a new business one thing i think we need to talk about before we wrap up this week is um, one thing that I think Claire touched on earlier on and we need to delve into because it's really important on business pages is insights. Mm-hmm. So l- can you sort of 
walk us through it as if we are insight virgins mm. and we, we've never been in that world before. Uh, what insights are, why they're important and perhaps what stats we should be paying attention to the most. Yeah, how- how do we know what we're doing is actually effective and working? Yeah, I know. Exactly. So here I'm walking you through it, right? So you are looking at your business page and on the left side, if you go halfway down, there's a tab that says insights. Click on that guy and then it'll bring up a new page. And then on the left-hand column, the very first thing you want to look at is it's, it's labeled posts. And so what's going to happen is that that will pull up all of your, I mean, all of your posts and at a really quick glance, you'll be able to see how well each post is performing and what your people are finding relevant. And that's really important because you want to post more of that. And a lot of times it's going to be things that you're not even thinking of. Like it's, it's going to be the, the random, you know, post that took you two minutes to post instead of the Canva one or the Adobe Spark one that took you 30 minutes to post, right? Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm always looking for first, right? Then that's going to really help your engagement if you can keep creating posts that are already performing well organically. And then the second thing is at the very top of that same page, you'll see a graph that basically has a bunch of numbers on it. Um, that is when most of your followers are online. So we want to pay attention to that because when we, when we schedule a post or when we post is super important. If most of your followers are online at 9 a.m. and you're creating a post that's going out at 4 p.m., it not, not, it's not going to show up in their feed organically. So what other things are good to look out for on, in, on Insights? Um, you know, it depends on how deep you want to go, but, um, I always, when you are in your insights, I mean, you could go, we could go really deep here, <laughs> but let's go, let's go um, next this, level. Let's go next level down. This guy, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go next, let's go next level down. Um, I, I will dive into which of my followers are most engaging and then you can, I, I will sometimes call them out um, in like a post or something, because if I can keep them engaging, um, you, you can see on your insights um, how many people have engaged that month, who they are, um, when, when they've engaged. There's a lot of, ins- lot of stuff, like you can go pretty, pretty deep in there. But then you go, I feel like then you're going down the black hole. You're into the insight swamp. <laughs> you, yeah, and you get in there and you're like, whoa. <laughs> but it's quite addictive, actually. When you start, it's probably quite addictive. And you think, oh, what if I knew that? Or what if I do this? Mm-hmm. And then you start to worry about it. I think you start to be like, okay, I only have to post here. And then I have to engage with this person. And how many likes did I get here? And all this stuff. Um and that's just going to stress you out, right? Like it. This should honestly, yeah. it should be fun. It should be easy. I think when yeah, when you start begrudging something, and then it actually creates more fear 
than it does actually, you know, productivity. I think that's the time sometimes to stop because some of these things can become quite obsessional. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If you go too deep, then you can end up being consumed by it. And that's, yeah, that's not healthy either. It's a good point. Yeah. All right. We're going to press pause for this week and come back next week because this is such a huge topic. I think there's loads we haven't covered. I think we need to talk about engagement a bit more and and some tips to make that work mm-hmm. better. Um, we haven't it. covered groups, Claire, either. No, we we need to talk about that, don't we? Yeah. Um, and, and also um, putting some money behind your posts and doing some Facebook advertising. I guess we need to cover that too. Yeah, absolutely. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Listening to what Jennifer was saying and the, the tools that we have on Facebook, it's really important for us to realise as business owners why we're actually doing what we're doing. Uh, rather than doing something for the sake of everybody else's, so we should be doing the same. Actually, why do we do it? And you know, what outcome are we looking to achieve by doing the certain methods on Facebook that are going to grow and expand our businesses and connect us with the right people? Yeah, I think it's a bit, bit of a FOMO thing, isn't it? And I think while it, that's the one, that's I was the trying one. to think of that. Yeah, as you, you could have said that yeah. whole thing in four letters. <laughs> I could have done. Uh, but you're right, uh, totally right. And uh, you get, it, I think it's a real danger of that with Facebook as with every other social media platform. But I think perhaps more with Facebook than any other because it's been around so long and people are so familiar with it now. And while it's good to look at what other businesses are doing and what people who share your space are doing, obviously what's more important is to understand whether what you're doing is actually working. And I think some of the things that Jennifer picked up on with building your own Facebook page and how to make that business page work best for you is yeah, it's really important to understand because it can be too easy to just to sort of try and copy what other people are doing and then you don't know whether it's working or not. I always say that if you're going to be doing anything new, you need to measure its effectiveness and that's what was really interesting with talking to Jennifer. You know, why we, why are we doing what we're doing in the first place and if we are doing it, how do we know it's actually working for us? Because as you say, sometimes we, we become sheep, don't we, as business owners, sheep? Yeah, we can become sheep. <laughs> you can use the sheep analogy if you want to. We do become sheep, yeah. We just follow people. We think, oh, they're doing that. That's what I should be doing. But actually not thinking about what's best for us. Do you want to hear my sheep story? <laughs> Go on then. Years ago, uh, we went to a concert at the Milton Keynes Bowl. We went and saw Brian Adams and ZZ Top on the same bill. That was a pretty good concert. Mm. And you, you know with those kind of big outdoor venues, uh, everyone kind of filters it through sort of half a dozen really tiny gates around the arena and that's what we did at the end of the end of the gig we're all sort of filtering through this little funneling through this little uh, gate and then someone i don't know about 100 yards ahead of us started bleating really yeah because it kind of it we felt like sheep just sort of being <laughs> herded into a, a pen like a sheep dog into yeah, the pen it was yeah. a bit like that so one, someone in the audience started the uh, in the crowd rather started getting nah and within about <laughs> 15, 20 seconds, everyone was doing it. That is funny, as That is so good. Um, so anyway, nothing related to Facebook at all, but an interesting story nonetheless. But um, I think that was an interesting topic and mm. it's kind of one that we're going to have to go back to in part two next week because there's so much we haven't covered uh, as we discussed with Jennifer earlier on. And God, crikey, I reckon you could probably have three or four episodes on Facebook alone, maybe even more. Each thing we think about could be an episode in itself. Uh, So that kind of wraps it up for this week. Thank you very much to Jennifer. She'll be back with us next week talking about Facebook advertising, Facebook groups and all the other bits that we didn't cover this week. Uh, But if you have any questions in the meantime or want to carry on the conversation, you can join us on Facebook. You can join us on Instagram or you can join us on LinkedIn. All you have to do is go and search for Big Little Business Show. And don't forget to check out all our back episodes 
episodes too, of which there are many. And until next week, say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. The Beat. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Big Little Business Show.